now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. Hey, it's Leading Women Weekly. I'm Yolanda over there. Over there is Angela Stalkup. And this is yet again another week of Leading Women Weekly presented by Dryer Buzz. Asking you guys to check in, stop what you're doing, talk about how you are. I am in my pajamas. I actually have a blanket right here because I've had a heck of a week. And Mm -hmm. uh, was thinking about you know wardrobe and, and actually this is brand spanking new. It's so funny because Angela, I first of all let me tell you the retail therapy around here not no fault to my own. Retail therapy in this house has been insane. The minute I end this <laughs> broadcast, I have got to break down so many boxes. I could barely get down the hallway. I'm gonna break down boxes. Um, Yesterday, I, I you know I went to visit my daughter and packages arriving. Petty Betty has I got three pair of new shoes. I haven't been anywhere. Why do I have well two of which are athletic and no well, to say athletic? Um uh, and that's it in pajamas. And so I got a brand new pair of pajamas. I'm like, I'm wearing my pajamas. They so look good. We- <laughs> what does it say? Amazing what? It says it says a lot. It says amazing, awesome, beautiful, um, in in something. I don't know. I I posted it, but then I, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna have to put this on. I'm gonna put it I on. I love it. I'm the kind of person it would have stayed in the packaging forever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am, and you know, I, I pretty much kind of started the year off like this. I'm like, I'm not saving anything else. You know, yeah. you, you know how you do that? You're yeah. like, oh, I'll, I'll save this for that. Listen, mm-hmm. 2020 has proven use it or lose it. Um, yeah. And before I throw to you in, in your week, you know what my week is. Friday, uh, Thursday, I had a foot injury. Woke up Friday morning and absolutely could not walk. Ended up in the emergency room. Uh, left the emergency room with something called plantar fasciitis spur. Uh, mm. Lots of pain, pain meds, and steroids came home on that. And they said, um, literally, in three to six days, you won't even know what this was. But there's something to having that temporary setback, mm-hmm. you know, and trying to respond to that. It was like your whole life flashed before your eyes. It's like, well, wait, mm-hmm. these are kind of, even though we're in a pandemic, these are kind of going good. You know, wait, life is going to change again, you know. But it comes from, um, you know, the last two years I've been broadcasting here in this kitchen. I know everybody's now Zooming and all that kind of stuff. But this has been my life for the past, what, two years. Uh, Long videos, live streaming here in the kitchen, standing on my feet. And and, Mm -hmm. um, when I went to the doctor, you know, they tried to figure out immediately, like, okay, what what caused this? And I thought it was the TikTok challenge. (laughs) That I I decided to try last week, which was uh, running in place to bust around, trying to last throughout this 60-minute TikTok. Well, apparently that aggravated it. But, of course, um, also taking the dog uh, on our walks, we we were trying something new. That aggravated it. Mm -hmm. And then we had just a lot of of stuff. And then just, just realizing... Uh, going from a sedentary, you know, lifestyle to standing on my feet all day. Um, that was it. That just brought it all on. And so going from 
the thought that I might have to have some surgery mm-hmm. or I might have to wear a boot. You know, mm-hmm. all of that, all at one time was a bit much. Mm-hmm. It was a bit much. So all I could cope with today was to put on my PJs and, and, and make it through the episode today. And how was your week, ma'am? Well, um, I did not, mine did not manifest in the physical as yours has shown up in your body. The trauma of, t- of our time has shown up in your body. Uh, mine just showed up in my spirit. Uh, I had, a, I, I thought it was a very difficult week, but I want to, I want to mm-hmm. back up and say congratulations to you for saying I'm going to wear my pajamas. I'm going to, I'm going to take it easy. I'm going to sit here in my pajamas because <laughs> part, one of the things that when Yolanda, you know, so, so Yolanda, I'm seeing, I just got to tell my side of the story. So I see Yolanda make a statement about like on Twitter and she's like, yeah, that time when you have to show the ER doc, the TikTok challenge that brought you in. And I thought it was a joke, right? I was like, mm, whatever. And then, <laughs> then I get a message that says, I'm in the ER with my foot. And I was like, what? And so, <laughs> and I get a phone, I go like, oh, what's happening? And I, I can hear Yolanda talking through the mask. And I'm like, all right, let me not make you talk in the emergency room. And so thankfully, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, plant, I've, I've had issues with planters, fasciitis, and not, a, not to the degree that you did, but from running. And it is one mm-hmm. of those things that it's, it, it's a little slow, dull ache, and you deal with it, and then it just mm-hmm. gets to where it just knocks you out. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, but one of the things that, that I said to you was, you know, I'm always looking at what is the, is there a psychic message? Is there a, you know, is there a message in what you're getting? And this is, you know, comes out of mm-hmm. this issue of how does trauma show up in our body? And I'm like, you know, do you need to, is there something you can't stand? Do you need to sit with something? So I'm mm. glad that you're telling me that you've got comfy shoes and PJs, right? And that you can just sit a little bit because I think some of us are to that where we just need to take a breath and Mm -hmm. sit, right? Because when we're dealing with the, and he's like, well, gosh, we've been sitting in the quarantine. I'm not talking about sitting and doing nothing. I'm talking sitting in your spirit, right? Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. one of the things that when you look at how trauma manifests in the body, right? It's, we talk about the fight or flight response. In, stre- in stress and anxiety. And there's also the freeze response, right? So mm-hmm. a lot of us have had to freeze at home. We're just had to be yeah. stuck, right? And every all our systems, everything that we we're doing just stopped, right? But simultaneously, you're in your house just working. You're like, okay, great, I'm here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do videos, I'm gonna make soap, I'm gonna do whatever, right? I know for me, my my household obligations increase because I now, you know, have 100 percent responsible for the care of a disabled person when I ha- used to have help. You know, there are people who, you know, again, have kids at home all day. They're having to cook all their meals, things that we weren't doing. And so we've gone, we're in this freeze response, but we're in mm-hmm. constant motion because we're trying to figure out what, how to, how to make things happen. And, and to your point, we may be doing things that we didn't used to do. I just think about all the people who are cooking. If you, if you have never stood in front of a stove, right? and cooked right. and, and, and prepared and cooked and clean people. The first thing in the pandemic people said was, Oh my God, 
how long does it take? It's, it's so hard to make all this food, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're just used to, you know, we're used to picking it up. Well, you do kitchen videos then you're doing the soap. And so it's like, you know, you you end up on your feet a lot. I know I've been, I was having leg, I started to have some leg problems from being on my feet so much. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, what is the, what is the response? You know, you may not be able to literally just stop what you're doing, but if you can find a way to sit in your spirit and to have peace in your spirit and find something that's comforting to you. So this is why I love the idea of the pajamas. When you told me you were that, PJs were coming into your household <laughs> in, in large numbers. I thought, I'm going to go buy myself some new loungewear. Right? I'm going to buy myself right, some, right, you know, some right. stuff for, for being in the house that is for laying around. And so mm -hmm, I, and this I, mm -hmm. a long, long story to say, I had what happened to your foot happened in my soul, right? It was just like this last week, particularly mm -hmm. behind the Republican National Convention the shooting in Kenosha, you know, the whole Kenosha deal, part mm -hmm. one and part two. And then what happened in Portland. And I really, by Monday, I was just like, you know, I'm, I don't know how I'm yeah. going to continue. And I know a lot of people feel that. And so it, this is a point where we're, we're in it now. I mean, November isn't even the end of a thing, right? Right. We're going right. to vote. Let's say God bless, please let us get rid of Trump. <laughs> He'd still be president until mm. January, right? Exactly. And, That's what we were talking about last time. And these issues that have been stirred up are still going to be there, no matter who the president is. And so, you know, the, there, mm -hmm. there are things that mm -hmm. have been, and I'm talking about these gun-toting white supremacist idiots have now been emboldened. And I don't know that they're going back in their caves, right? So, I mean, we're going to have to, we're going to be, we're going to be dealing with these things. So, you know, what is it? And this is the question I ask myself, right? Is mm -hmm. what, where, where can I get some comfort? What will bring me comfort? Right, 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 and, right. And that's not comfort food, right? And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Comfort food is fine. But, you know, this, we, I've had plenty of comfort food, right? And I don't deny myself comfort food, but I mean, you, you know, what, what, what more, right? And when you're talking about, you know, cozy PJs and whatever, I was like, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's something that you can do in your home mm -hmm. to, to, to have comfort. Right. Um, you know, and then of course losing Chadwick Boseman, my God, you know, and that was, I think that. that oh yeah. Like we have a, to talk about that. We will. And we'll talk about that more. Yeah. sort of, if you've been dealing with any kind of grief, it mm -hmm. pulls up all your grief. Yeah, you know, because we can we can figure out why that hit the way yeah. it did. You know, why wasn't this just simply, you know, another celebrity death? Right. Simply because we've experienced so much loss. Twenty twenty has been grieving day in mm -hmm. and day out, which is why I when I when I got up today, I was like, oh, I got to figure out a wardrobe. I got to figure out something to put on. I had this package of pajamas there. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put on these PJs. Yeah. And it was so funny because I was running around, you know, doing the things that I do to get ready for the show. And the dog is looking at me like, you know, I kept coming around the corner. He has this thing. He can gauge where I am in my day. Um, he watches me come around the corner. And so like, he knows there's a couple things I put on. We go for our walk. Oh, she's got mm -hmm. that on. It's my time. Right, right. So right. he saw me take my shower. <laughs> it was so funny. I came out of the bathroom and I had one of the pajamas. He was like, he's like, I'm 
Like, wait, wait, what's going on here? It doesn't look right. <laughs> right. And I'm so, impressed with how smart this dog is. Because he knows the routine. So he mm-hmm. saw me bringing the uh, laptop into the kitchen and I'm setting up. And he's still looking like, okay. Now, mind you, I've also been gone for 24 hours because I right. stayed at my daughter's. And so when I came home yesterday, he was so excited I was home. And, um, you know, and trying to figure out the routine. And, and you were talking about people who are having to cook. So when we came home Friday from the hospital, you know, I had to sit with my foot up and Patty Betty ended up having, you know, she got off early. I don't know if she got off early or she got, I think came home, but she had to do cook dinner and mm-hmm. she had to do all the things for, for the weekend through the weekend of what I would normally do. Cause she kept trying to get me to sit down by the, by the third day, <laughs> she was not saying mom sit down and be still. Cause like, Friday, I, she didn't <laughs> that was do over. anything. She was, she was cooking it clear. I wish you could have seen my kid. Look, it's still not even up to par, mm-hmm. which is why I'm like, give you just this shot. You know, I'd normally go for a water shot. By Saturday, I think she was like, she was like, my, you, are you feeling better? <laughs> I came, I came into the kitchen because I, I started working on, because you know, when this happened, I was working on my the studio. I'm doing a studio across the hall here. But I came into the kitchen and the breakfast dishes were still here, the lunch dishes, dinner dishes. Anybody was like, she was like, go right ahead. Because it was killing me just trying to watch her manage all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And she was like, she said, yeah, this is not what I do. <laughs> this is yeah. your thing. You can do it. Uh, so she stopped telling me to sit down because she was ready for me to get back. She was like, you can get it. up now. Yeah, but yeah. luckily, you know, I had some great pain meds and they put me right mm-hmm. on the steroid. And, you know, any time, any type of health issue, and there's a headline right now where they're talking about, you know, hey, that steroids may be the thing that can help people. And I don't know why they didn't go to that first, but they're saying now that steroids may be the thing to help people through COVID. But anybody right. has dealt with uh, any kind of lung issues and asthma yeah. issues, you know, the first thing you ask for or you try to get, depending on the health system you're dealing with, right. you try to go ahead and get that steroid. And so uh, yeah. luckily, you know, just imagine if I didn't come home with a steroid, I'd have been, I'd probably be back in the doctor's office right now, mm-hmm. as opposed to just going ahead and getting through this thing. So, you know, um, it just comes down to, you know, just do, do my, my motto is do it sooner. Yeah. Do it right. And just do it sooner and just do it yeah. sooner. And uh, so that we don't end up with this, but, Watching everybody process this and then for you and I to come on on Wednesday and try to make everything that we just saw and and you guys Mm -hmm. that are watching, we try to come on and process it as gender specific as we can and specifically talking to women and how we have to navigate these things because, you know, it is what it is. We Mm -hmm. have to do it, as, as they used to say, we have to do it the same way, just backwards and in heels. Okay. Yeah. Now, everybody has had a, a horrible pandemic. Imagine women doing it backwards and in heels, yeah. right? Everybody has had suffered much loss and much grief doing it backwards and in heels. You know, I uh, am watching the, the, the situation with, you know, Chadwick Bozeman. And I was, I think we said on the last time we were together, you know, I had a, I had a friend who uh, just lost mm-hmm. her husband. Mm-hmm. And didn't get a chance to even, you know, offer any real support in her grieving. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I mean, we, we are connected through collaborations. You know, it's not like one of my dearest friends. But mm-hmm. yet, you know, Facebook, because it, the mm-hmm. grieving has been part of my algorithms, you see right. more of that. You, you see, right. like, it's showing us everybody that's hurting now because that's something that you and I 
talk about on here. So yes. our timelines are, are hitting a little yes. different. You know, people are, are seeing our content because it's lining up. So what do you do when there's there's so much of it? You you have a pajama day, you know, you, you, you take it slow, you know? Absolutely. And what we're missing in all of this, and this is where I think Chadwick Boseman's passing is really significant, right? Is mm -hmm. that we have not culturally, you know, we have not as a country, we have not as a world mm -hmm. come together to mourn, right? And to understand that the, that the, that memorializing the dead is not mm -hmm. just something that we do because it's a, because it's a, a ritual or a tradition or whatever. There's a mm -hmm. therapy. I'm all about therapy today, honey. I'm just like up in, I'm like, I gotta yeah. get my mind right. Yeah. I'm like, but there's a therapeutic reason for it. Cultures have developed, our human beings have developed these rituals. I mean, like when they dig, when they dig up Neanderthal man, right? The Neanderthals, mm -hmm. they have found evidence that they had ritual around their death, the death of, of members of their community. We need that as individuals, mm -hmm. but we need it as a community. Otherwise, we're not right. It messes us up, right? It slows down the processing of grief. And we're already dealing with massive quantities of grief, right? Mm -hmm. So think mm -hmm. about what we do for 9-11, right? And I was going to say that, yeah. You know, yeah. so we have, I mean, this incredible, you know, this, we spent years building that, you know, building the monument in New York, but there's also an annual uh, celebration in the field in Pennsylvania mm -hmm. where the plane crashed. There's an annual commemoration at the Pentagon and, and you know, the reading of the names and the family is there for the reading of the names, right? Mm -hmm. And we do this every year and have a moment of silence. And, you know, if you want to participate, you can. If you don't want mm -hmm. to, you don't have to. But I always do, right? Because mm -hmm. I, you know, I remember it very clearly. And so it's a chance for us to collectively take what's in us and let it out, right? And so to me, this, this, if, since we've not had anything, we've had more people, I mean, good Lord, we've almost had 200,000 people, not to minimize the 3,000, whatever that died at 9-11. Actually, more than that, when you think about it, because I remember the day I was, I was blogging the story when the fatality from the war surpassed the number of 9-11. And not only that, to kind of find out it was um, somebody from my neighborhood that took mm -hmm. that number over, you know, yeah. and it was like, whoa. So, you know, yeah, I mean, some states large, large numbers of grief. Yeah, we will have to have a national day. Of more. Think about how many people have not had a memorial service that that has said, hey, we'll put it off until yeah. we'll go ahead yeah. and, and do mm -hmm. a, the some part of the ritual. But we won't do, and so they're waiting to right. come back to that. It, that's yeah. that's got to be too much. That that is, and so you know when you have this, you know, there's this sort of, you know, there, there's this. I don't know that it's anybody's theory, but it's just this sort of observation of people that when a mm -hmm. when a when a well known, well loved celebrity dies, it mm -hmm. gives people, fans, and communities a chance to grieve together. Right. Collectively. And so, yeah. And, and, it, and you put everything else aside and you talk about your sadness. Right. Mm -hmm. And you talk mm -hmm. about loss and it will make you then think about other losses and other sadnesses in your life. And so Chad, is that the part like, that we don't deal with the fact oh, that it brought up other. Absolutely. This yeah. is, you know, when you are bawling your eyes out over Chadwick Boseman, uh, 
you, you and you, if you don't know him, it's mm -hmm. it's touching something greater. Something else. And, mm. and starting with what he represented and the roles that he played. So, you mm -hmm. know, for for the black community, what he meant in as an actor and these these roles. I mean, I think about Black Panther. I'm like, Black Panther died the week of Trump's fascist rally at the White House. That is a symbol of so much that's happening in this country that, mm. you know, that hit Ooh, a lot hero. of people. Mm. But of course, Chadwick Boseman is not Black Panther. He's a human being, right? And so it's that human loss. It's that thought of him keeping that private. And if you've been through cancer, right? Like, you know, everybody I know who lost someone to cancer had conversations in the last mm -hmm. couple of days. You know, I've ended up talking to somebody like, oh my God, can you believe? And then it's like, you, I remember when my mom had cancer. I got a friend, mm -hmm. I remember when my dad had cancer, right? And, mm -hmm. and in fact, he's like, and my stepdad had cancer. And my stepmom had cancer. And it's like, then suddenly you're yeah. talking about all the people who have cancer, right? And so, mm -hmm. but, it's, mm -hmm. but it's important. It's important that we have these conversations and that we share this grief and that we witness each other's grief. See, so part of this too is we need to witness our grief. That, and so- That is the part, that's the key right there. And, and mm -hmm. you know, and it's funny because that's what I wanted us to talk about today is being a witness. Are we witnessing enough? And sometimes, you know, it's the bystander. It's that, that bystander, like you, you see it going on, but you're not, you're not intervening. You're not letting, you're not witnessing. You're not letting people know that you've experienced it or you've, you know, that I think is the devastation that happens yeah. and why, why the grief is so deep because people yeah. do feel like they are alone. Imagine, and one of the things I was thinking about is imagine somebody also going through this and collectively seeing the world pause. Because the one thing you want, you want the world to stop, yeah. right? And yeah. it doesn't stop. But if you look at the fact that we took two to three days uh, collectively to process mm -hmm. uh, what was happening to this actor, when mm -hmm. somebody was probably sitting there going through it and hadn't heard a, mm -hmm. a phone call or a message, mm -hmm. From people right there in the, mm -hmm. you know, again, because that whole privately thing, mm -hmm. you know, and, and so if you, if people haven't reached out, you know, were you doing it privately? Could people mm -hmm. witness, could, could, could mm -hmm. a bystander have intervened? You know, and that's why a lot of people, when I talk about living in public, you know, mm -hmm. and it's like, it's not that you have to tell everybody all of your business, but mm -hmm. it helps. And one of the reasons that I started talking about, caregiving is because I did deal with it privately at first. Right. And I was having a bad moment and I went to say, uh, I called out to my dad and he was like, wait, you're doing what? Your Instagram mm -hmm. is this. And I'm like, wait, right. what? And not only that, I had a very dear friend because I didn't talk about one of the facilities that I had difficulty with. Um, mm -hmm. she lost her mom in that mm -hmm. same facility and I got to her too late. So, you know, mm -hmm. I kind of feel like I have to deal with that. So that's why for me, it's about saying something out when they're saying something about what we're going through, you know, uh, even just something simple. You and I were talking about watching the PBS special uh, Unladylike, you know, right. and, I'm, and I'm looking at this and I know you love Nicole Hannah Jones. Yeah. And she was uh, narrating. She was giving, not narrating, but she was part of the, mm -hmm. one of the stories. Here we had uh, an African-American woman, and I hate using the word African-American, we're talking about history, but right. a black female who owned a newspaper uh, ended up ended up getting this newspaper from her boss he, on, his, on his deathbed mm -hmm. um, 
uh, willed this newspaper to her, to Charlotta Bass. It never been Charlotta Bass, but I mm-hmm. forget what her whole name was. Um, even in that story, it's like, how did we get this far? A story that's so relative to my life. Yes. And not know it. Can, I mean, did you just hear this the whole oh. the whole conversation? How I, long have I been looking to figure out what am, Angela? What am I doing? Why is it so important that I tell these stories? Why is it so important that I launch this blog and try to build this publication? And and and, and at the same time saying, oh, when we were doing this in two thousand, saying that hey, nobody's ever done this before, but here's somebody that did it at the turn of the century. Not mm-hmm. only that, ran for vice president. Yes, you know. Yes. No, and I it's thought. Like, it, yeah. Go ahead. No, I thought about you as I was watching it. I'm like, fast forward, right? They like say fast forward for, to the year 2000, Yolanda's doing the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like how we're still, because we are not witnessing, witnessing. the, <laughs> we are not witnessing the, our mm-hmm. history. We're talking about doomed to repeat it. We're forced to repeat it, right? Exactly. Because nobody exactly. knows it was done. And let me just mm-hmm. say this. One of the things, I mean, like I watched that and I, I mean, I'm so happy. One of the things I thought was so happy. Nicole Hannah Jones is working with Oprah. You know, Oprah has optioned this. They're going to develop stories. Cause I'm like, there needs to be a Charlotta Bass movie. This would be fantastic. This woman, the clan came. First of all, who knew there was a clan in Southern California? But did I not give you that same you story did. about Memorial Drive? I'm yes. Yes. And yes. Yeah. Girl. I was like, this is Yolanda. I was like, Yolanda, man, you can play this role. It's like, With you know, clan, I'm clan, girl. and she pulls a pistol on him and it's like, you get the hell out of here. And they ran away. I, mean, I was like, God, I want this movie. So I was like, okay, this is now in the Oprah sphere. There's going to, there will be a movie. But, 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 but think about this. Now, I have gone all my life with that story of being told that mm-hmm. as a young girl, I would have to grab a gun in case yep. these men tried to harm us. Right. Imagine if in my mind then, you know, cause I'm thinking, wait, this is something that black women have to do. Yep. This is what black women, this is what little black girls have yep. to do. Cause I was a little black girl. Yeah. This is what we have to do. But here you had us, but, but to tell me, how how empowering would it have been yep. if I knew that this is what little black girls have to do because they are brilliant, yeah, right? Everything yes. is said, hey, this is what little black girls got to do for every other reason, but simply mm-hmm. because this black woman owned yep. a newspaper, mm-hmm. okay, and uh, we were watching um, Love Love Lovecraft Country, right, right, okay. And I, and I tweeted the other day, I said, isn't it interesting that in all, every time in one of, when they tried to level these allegations, they always said they were doing it to you because you were smart. You're too yep. smart for your own good. You're getting too smart. And I'm like, mm-hmm. why is it always about being smart? And that's mm-hmm. something that, that black people, that women, everybody other than white men have to account for being smart, being brilliant, using your knowledge, using your power comes mm-hmm. to that. Imagine growing up all this time trying to figure out what was it about that and then and then yeah. seeing that scene of her of yeah. her having to pull that gun. It's like, yeah. okay, that's just something black women have that's to do. That's just what you do. I, you really have to do. And and it would have been far less terrifying, even though it should be terrifying, because you're like, and look, and and they ran away. 
And I think what's fascinating in that story is they left and it worked. And I'm like, like you say, how empowering would that have been if you said, Mm -hmm. okay, if I have to do it, they'll run away, right? Mm -hmm. Even if they didn't, Mm -hmm. it would make you feel less afraid. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Mm -hmm. and what what she went through, oh my God. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what really made me mad. Or if they hadn't, if they hadn't suppressed her story this long, that, that she, that they rolled up on her like that. If we did every day, suppress the 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 what what is it the the bystanders okay yeah. we did we didn't suppress what was really going on and not just not just make up these stories about angry black women black mm-hmm. women are not just angry it's like how many was that eight men eight rolled up eight. on her eight men where was where was that so eight men rolled up on this woman who oh, <laughs> black woman who owned the newspaper yeah. she had to defend herself and yeah. If we talked about that, just say it because it is a thing. Maybe today we wouldn't have to still be out here trying to figure out how to deal with what's going on today. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing that made me so, that made me the maddest about this, because I was mad. I'm like, how am I not, why did I not hear this? Right. Why haven't I mm-hmm. heard this story? And literally, when Kamala Harris is getting nominated, first black vice presidential candidate, wrong. Wrong. But Charlotta Bass <laughs> was on the progressive ticket. Now, okay, mm-hmm. wasn't a wasn't nationwide, but she was on the ticket in mm-hmm. California with the Progressive Party in 1952. 1952, not 1920. And that was at the 19- end of her span of all 52. these things that she did. She was now, you know, she was an older woman mm-hmm. uh, when she died in 69. But the point yeah. is, 1952 was not that long ago, Mm-mm. right? Mm-mm. I mean, come on. So mm-hmm. what are we looking at? Uh, 60- a, de- a decade before us? Yeah, before so, we were born. The, yes, so that would have... That, she so, had already owned the newspaper for right, what, 60 two to three decades. years ago. That's yeah. I mean, again, this is the modern age, right? 1952, there's television, right? 1952, they, they, you know, you look at these pictures, there's a recording of her. There's a recording yeah. of her accepting yeah. the nomination. Those are her I'm words. Accepting the nomination as a first, you know, I think she said Negro uh, woman vice presidential mm-hmm, candidate. Mm-hmm, and I'm like, mm-hmm. why? This should Has be that not played every Yeah. Why yeah. isn't this played every year yeah. At, yeah. during, uh, you know, when we when we commemorate women's right to vote, when we uh, Black History Month, Women's History Month? Oh, there's oh, plenty oh, of oh, times to oh, play oh. that. You right? just, you just, hold on, you just took the whole lid off. <laughs> you just took the whole lid off right there because now, as we commemorated what was the last week, the women's right mm-hmm. to vote, and we yep. talk about women's the equality whole suff- day, yep. suffrage, mo- women's equality day. The whole suffrage movement. Mm-hmm. Why isn't her story a leading part of leading part of in, in this in this movement? When we talk about the women's right to vote, I mean we we Michelle Obama going into the White House as the, as the first as the first black um first lady. Didn't get to talk. We barely got a chance to talk about Sojourner. Yeah. You know, remember when uh, when they first got into the White House and, and Michelle Obama unveiled the statue of Sojourner and there was all the vitriol mm-hmm. from that. And then they again, well, OK, we've got to suppress what Michelle Obama does. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but again, if we had been able to witness, we were not allowed to yeah. witness these other things. And we have a we have a calendar full of, oh, it's a national day of this and a mm-hmm. remembrance of that, you know, every day. But here. In this 12-minute clip that Angela and I watched, and, and for you guys trying to figure out what we're talking about, we 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 decided to watch this 
succession of videos as opposed to choosing the next book. And mm -hmm. Angela, it's on PBS. It's called Unladylike 2020. And that's either a hashtag or a search yeah. term, depending on whatever platform you're on. I found it difficult to find it on the television app. So I was watching yeah. it on my phone. But if you go to your PBS uh, website, your PBS station and so forth, it's a series. It's part of American Masters, I believe. Yes, and it's called Unladylike. And it was like, what, 20 or 30 or so of these women? I believe they have 26. They said they have 26 digital shorts. So there's like an mm -hmm. hour long program. But I would, uh, you know, skip that. Go look down. Just scroll down below yeah. and it'll say extras. This, right. This whole episode today is simply about the 12 minutes one, on one woman. Right. And it just has literally yeah. freed us. And, and so if you start scrolling through that, right, there's a, you know, there's like a linear scroll, you will see all the women that they have featured in the full hour. So you can then go and, and, and look at each one. So like I say, we, this, we're, we're, we could talk for hours off of 12 minute of just one 12 minute portion. Yeah. But you yeah. know, you, you know, we say, why, you know, why was this woman? So she was an outstanding journalist, right? So think about, Hannah Nicole Jones, and she started um, the uh, association named after Ida B. Wells, you know, who was a, mm -hmm. of course, a famous my, black journalist. My absolute model. Your, um, your model. For whom, exactly. I, for whom I say I am a blogger because of. Yeah. Um, and so, right. So she started an organization to train um, black journalists in investigative techniques so that she said, you know, because basically papers are, you know, the journalism is like, well, we'd like to hire black people who, but we just, you know, blah, blah. Bullshit, and then they go, right? well, where are they? We're, we're, right. We can't so find like, them. We're, we're going to train them. But, you know, but this is the whole point is like, there are so many movements that should be claiming Charlotta Bass, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the women's movement, journalism, independent journalism, uh, you know, there's just uh, uh, women in politics, all these groups, they like say the suffrage movement, right to vote, but as with all these things, it's the erasure of black of black women and erasure mm -hmm. of black women's mm -hmm. voices in these roles. And you start looking at these stories and unladylike, and it's it's a diversity. Uh, you know, it's 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 you know every race and background. I'm trying is to I'm trying to bring it up so I can play yeah. a, a a clip. A clip, of, good. Yeah. And it's and, so their website is like, but you know, ugh. particularly the yeah, of course the the contribution of of black women. But I was listening to now, you know, anybody who's been watching us regularly, I am like deeply into the therapist Resma Minicum, and you know, I'm like, if he starts a church, I'll probably join. Um, so uh, I'm, like, I'm loving Resma Menicum. And I was looking at a little video he did today about this, uh, you know, about what he calls racial caping and this mm -hmm. idea of black. So talking about what happened um, when Botham Jean, the, the, you know, and the verdict and the, you know, the bailiff and came out and stroked the girl's hair and the judge gave her a Bible and the family and, and you know, and everybody was so up in arms about that. The he said, forgive this narrative. Mm -hmm. That this forgiveness narrative has been a coping mechanism and a protective mechanism for black people since mm -hmm. they came here, right? Because said when white people get upset, people get hurt, right? People mm -hmm. die, and so that it is an it is an it can be an automatic response. And when you look at the ages of the people that were involved in that as mm -hmm. well, so this can be an automatic response 
as a protective mechanism. And so to understand where that came from, and I'm like, so it's like, there's almost this idea that this black woman is so dangerous, Charlotte Bass, the protective mm-hmm. mechanism is going to be to not talk to her. This is not for black people, but white people, right? Oh, and it's like, but it's time to let that go, right? This is so, this erasure and this, and, and allowing erasure in the name of, well, we don't want to, you know, we don't want to ruffle feathers. We don't want to cause problems. Or in the case, again, of saying, we don't want to get the white people riled up because you see what happens when the, you know, you get, 17 year olds with AR 15s shooting up places. Right. But, but you know, that's not without consequence. It's not. No. And so it's, so to say, understand where that came from, but it's not, it's, it's time It's well past time. And again, to witness, to witness what's happening now, to witness what came before. So do you have the clip? I think I do. I'm trying to get to, I'll see where we are. President Truman's Cold War policies. As ran for Congress in 1950 on the Progressive Party ticket. She lost, but didn't stop there. In 1952, she actually ran for the office of the Vice Presidency of the United States with Vincent Hellenian on the Progressive Party ticket. There wasn't a chance in hell that they were going to win, much less get a lot of votes. But she took every opportunity she could to have her voice heard and to bring the kind of social justice that she thought was needed. It is with great pride that I come before the American people at this moment. For the first time in the history of our nation, a political party has nominated a Negro woman for the second highest office in the land. Bass was labeled a radical. The federal government investigated her as a potential communist. The post office tried to revoke her postage permit for the California Eagle. She sold the paper in 1951 and it continued publication until 1964. I am very confident that within my lifetime, I will see first-class citizenship achieved for all my people, true democracy for all Americans. She's really been- Good stuff, right? So that is yes. the feature episode today. Guys, go to pbs.org. You'll be able to choose the PBS station for your city. It's called Unladylike 2020 Unsung Women who changed America. And I like that you said, use the word erasure, because here we've got unsung women who changed America. And then you've got all of this divisiveness, you've got all this erasure, um, all of this this vitriol and and trying to change it back. Imagine that's where we were in, for a whole century, because I mean, you think about her age, she started with a newspaper in her 20s, she ran for vice president what in two i think she, how was she when she did that that was in the 50s it was in the it was 52 um was when but she again ran. And, and, and then think about it we we have the whole mlk era in the 60s so she is before all of that you know she's the predecessor um, i to saw that. some of the headlines talk about the, talk about yeah 
talked about the Pullman Porters. Uh, so, you know, so she's ahead of uh, Ralph Bunch, who actually, was it Ralph? No, Philip A. Randolph. Philip Randolph. Philip right. Randolph right. Uh, was before Dr. King and and Mega Evers and then, and then Dr. King and so forth. So, you know, like you said, the predecessor, all of that. Yet we still keep asking where women in the civil rights movement. Uh, they were before the civil rights movement, we, you know, and now we can truly say that they were. And it's not that we even needed to say who came first, the chicken or the egg, the man or the woman. It's the fact that we just we don't get to witness what women have done. We have been deprived as yeah. women because of where men want to be in their position and their status and so forth, that they've completely and not I don't know who per se, but completely have just written out and somebody's had to go and to dig these things back up because generation upon generation of generation of women, we get to a point wondering what our lives are supposed to be. You know, here I am well, on a Wednesday in 2020 in my pajamas because I can't figure out what's going, what's going yeah. on when very simply a 12 minute video could have empowered me 12 years ago. Right. You know, right. Oh, well, that's crazy. And that's the, and that is the cost of this, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not just the individual insult to right. Charlotta Bass, which this right. is, right? But so many who could benefit from her story, right? So mm -hmm. many who would be uplifted and, and informed and motivated and would keep us from just having to keep going over the same ground over and over again. It, yeah. It, yeah. And it makes me think about um, Isabel Wilkerson and cast talking about how the, you know, basically racial profiling and the caste system is an, is an absolute waste of time mm -hmm. and energy. The resources mm -hmm. and time of people, of talented people. And like you say, in this case, because you're smart, because black women are brilliant, that they are going to have to, uh, going to make, you know, then society is going to make these women work five times as hard and, and erase your story. That That's ridiculous. And it cost everybody. And that is, that is what, that's the message that white people have to get anyway, is that you're not right. doing yourself any, you're not doing yourself any kind of service when you when you oppress anybody and, but that just, just from a selfish point of view, the, the resources and talents that, that our culture is deprived of. But um, yeah, I mean, this was a, uh, again, I, I, I watched that and I said, I'm going to watch this about five times. I think the Charlotte mm -hmm. Bass and I'm like, mm -hmm, I got to see, mm -hmm. has anybody written? Cause it was so much. Where's that? You know, it, like, was so, it was so much mm -hmm. in just those 12 <gasps> minutes. It covers such a time span well, of her life and also mentioned other women. If you think about it, if you look yes. around, look, I mean, just the photo alone, you know, how, how, how dare we just, how dare we look at one of those photos there where it was her and there were, she was flanked by women, you know, yes, where are their stories? And just when they're showing the, 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 what is it? The paper was called the California Eagle. When they're showing flashes of the, mm -hmm. of the of the newspapers and just the headlines, the headlines. of the day yeah. Yeah. and i'm like every headline they showed is his own movie right i mean it's its own story and right. something you know, to and again, witness it's something to witness and so yeah. on this note of witness right i want to mm -hmm. encourage people to read it's it's a it's the very moving essay written by the 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 writer jessamine ward she's from mississippi 
She's written Sing, Unburied Sing. She's won the Pulitzer Prize. She's written a memoir about the death of her brother. Um, and she's just lyrical mm. in her writing. She is going to end up being, hopefully, will be recognized as one of the great American writers of the 21st mm. century. Gorgeous. But she's written in Vanity Fair this month. Um, an, an essay called on wit I pulled it up so I could say it on witness and respair. So it's R E S P A I R. So it is about, you know, so on witness and respair, a personal tragedy followed by a pandemic. And it is what, what I would call an elegy, right? Mm -hmm, it is mm -hmm. basically a prose poem about loss and grief. And her husband died in January of what sounds to me like COVID and it just wasn't recognized mm -hmm, at mm -hmm. 33. She's, she's mm -hmm. young, right? He's young, young family. And then she brings that whole experience through the pandemic, black lives matter. And it ends on a beautiful note. And I thought this is also part of our collective mourning is we mm -hmm. need the songs and stories of mourning, right? And this is why you go to a funeral and if you are of, um, you know, of a Christian background, even if you don't go to church, there are certain hymns that play and mm -hmm. you will, you, you know, you're just going to cry your eyes out, but it makes mm -hmm. you feel better. It's catharsis. Right. And I'm certain all, you know, all backgrounds have this, that there's a, there's a ritual, there's something and it makes you weep, but then you feel better. Right. That's, that's catharsis. This is a very right. cathartic piece. And but but it's about being a witness. And throughout, she keeps saying, I see you. I hear mm -hmm. you. Right. And so this is I feel like when I, I was like, this is what as human beings we need. The, one of mm -hmm. our greatest, deepest needs, which is how we know that we're loved. How do we know that we're loved? How do is you know someone someone Ooh. says, I see you. I hear mm -hmm. you. I'm mm -hmm. with you. You matter. Right. Wow. And so she pulls that through the whole thing. And I'm like, we don't say that enough to one another. At I all. see you. Mm -hmm. I hear you. Mm -hmm. I'm with you. Mm -hmm. and you matter. And that's what all this, you know, we're rightly so that we mm -hmm. are bringing up stuff that needs to be dealt with. And there's divisions and there's and there's anger and there's rage. And this is we need it. It's, it's again, if the country is a body it's like we've had this cancer and it's we're we're going through hard treatment right chemo and radiation and surgery and it's just we're just an open wound right mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you know and every time this comes up somebody stitches it back up somebody just says oh and stitches us back mm, up right mm. just and and it's an oozing sore right so now it's coming out we're going to get yep. it right let's get it but we have to remember that that is critically important to, to say mm -hmm. to one another, and I think about, you're talking about, you know, some people who are suffering now and you see all this love for Chadwick Boseman and does it make them feel like no one is seeing me? Maybe, mm -hmm. but I think if we can put our, I think that again, this is the symbol, right? Chadwick Boseman becomes a symbol and that the love that he gets, I can imagine that I'm getting. And like, literally I thought, you know, uh, I'm like, if I died, I'm sure there would be people who would say beautiful things about me, right? And then I thought, I would like to say those beautiful things to people I know, and hopefully they'll say them to me while I'm alive, right? <laughs> that, was, mm -hmm, that was the next piece of it, right? And I thought, you know, because you, you always say, did, did he know? Did Chadwick Boseman know? And it's like, 
you know, mm. I'm sure he knew to a degree, but, well, you know, but, you know, here's here. I thought, I thought, but it lets us say, I'm, you know, it lets us put ourselves in the place mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. of the person who is gone. It lets us put us, ourselves mm-hmm. in the place of the wife, right. Of the new wife. Right. Uh, although mm-hmm. they've been together a long time, uh, you mm-hmm. know, of, of the family, of the, of the friends, we get to play every role. And then we get to, we get to say, how will I play it out? How am mm-hmm. I playing this out in my life? And so, mm-hmm. you know, that's, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm ahead, that's I'm ahead the, that's of the thing me, about once you're gone, you don't get to, you don't get to have any other say. I like uh, in, in thinking about some of the memorials, you know, a national grief that we experienced mm-hmm. this year, John Lewis. Um, yep. And one thing about John Lewis, you know, he wrote the open letter that was read after he passed, you know, mm-hmm. and talking about his last days. And, and imagine when you think about a lifespan, thinking um, to live a life where he got to live to a time where people were saying, yes, black lives matter, mm-hmm. you know, and to be seen and to be heard. Um, there was another one. Um, oh my God. I, I lost my, lost my thought. I was going to mention another one, but just even, even in that, you know, on a, on a larger scale, we, cause we also had CT Vivian. I mean, we just had, we've just had so much mm-hmm. and, and we have people again, still trying to hold on to it with everybody experiencing this all at the same time. This is the problem. And, and again, I'm, I was about to say, this is the first time. It's not the first time. And I think mm-hmm. we gotta, we gotta stop doing the first, the worst, right. the biggest, the this, any other. But here it is another moment in time yeah where we are experiencing something at the same time, very much like 9-11, even on 9-11, you know, it still feels like it was yesterday. It was a long, it was a really, in, in essence of time, it was a long time ago. The kids that were born in, in, in it was the 2011, no, 2005, what year was it? We don't even know because it feels like it was yesterday. And I want to say, yeah. I want to say 2000, I don't even know what year it was. Mm-hmm. I really yeah. don't. I can't even yeah. get this since I, because 9-11, we know, we know 9-11, but that yeah. was a time. Um, oh my God, there's been so many things. Of course, you know, some of the, some of the assassinations, you know, where yeah. has, where have we experienced like true victory? I remember, I'm gonna, let's bring it around away from the morbid. I remember right. um, when Atlanta, when it was announced, you know, Atlanta got the Olympics, you know, yeah, I, yeah. everybody was downtown Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. Those who could took the day off to be there, you know, when something like that um, or getting the announcement well, of, you know, the world's fair and, and all those think, different things, something yeah. collectively we witnessed together. Think about Black Panther and when the movie launched and families were in full costume and, you know, and then then the movie made a billion dollars, right? It's like, mm-hmm. and there was right. joy. People, people tell us that they joy. don't matter. Right. The very people that it said they don't matter ended up with yeah. a billion dollar box office. It's like, oh and, yeah, you kind of you kind of matter. You kind of matter and, a lot. And there was joy. You know, and I went to see Black Panther the weekend it came out, and I think I went by myself because I didn't have anybody to go with. And because I was trying to remember, because we watched it, of course, this, you know, everybody rewatched it. I hope, I hope you did, because there's so many messages, so meaningful. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I was like, yeah, um, I think I was in the theater by myself. But I mean, it was a full theater and it was a collective And the experience. tribute, the tribute after. 
Oh. oh, I know I want to talk about one of the guys. Uh, also, you know, they, they talked about the number of movies Chadwick did make, um, knowing that he was terminally ill. Yeah. Um, there was an interview of one of the actors that was in Five Bloods with him. Clark Peters. You talk about heart heartbreaking. <gasps> yeah. He oh. uh, was asked. Yes. Oh, God, it was heartbreaking because he said that um, just casually, you know, somebody had asked, you know, how was it to work with? Mm -hmm. Chadwick and uh, he's like he's looking forward to it but you know again not and you and I totally understand that coming out of caregiving because people mm -hmm. don't know the, I think the main thing that I learned about um, taking care of somebody who was terminally ill is that people don't know and they don't understand I talked about this even last night you know there are people that I don't speak to to this day because hey and Belinda's come on and watching uh, there are people that I won't speak to to this day because I don't I don't feel like they knew enough to honor what I was going through. But then mm -hmm. I have to say that they didn't know. Yeah. You know, they they did not know. You know, they just thought like, hey, you've changed. You're not yeah. you're not as, as giving as you used to be. And I'm like, right. I don't have anything left to give. But yeah. um I, that when they it, when he said somebody asked him, he said his wife asked him, you know, how was it to work with Chadwick, you know, the scenes that they had together. And he said, you know, I think I think he kind of was what well, he said uh, uh um so I like the word that he used. He, he said, said I but, was less than altruistic. Yeah, he said he was less than altruistic, but he said he the way he, he said described Chadwick. He was kind of precious. precious. Yes. He said I thought he became a bit precious. People they were very hands-on. He had a physician and he had some therapy and, and different things like that. They thought he'd well, gone like it, through the true Hollywood. They gone diva, but, right? But but he gone said, diva. Said that his wife, well, his girlfriend was there who was mm -hmm. in his wife. Said the thing that got me is he said, and his wife, his girlfriend was there and would hold his hand. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's and then, and then, and then, and then continue, continue the cried. story to what Clark Peter said. Then he's like, yeah. then he's like, and then he says, but now that I know, and like, I'm going to cry like he did. He choked Can you up. Imagine, but now that he knows, he's got to live with, he's got to live with regret. Because one of the things that people were saying is about the fact that Chadwick was troll. But I can't, I'm not going to fault those people who did that because we live in a trolling society. You know, mm -hmm. there are so many entities, so many websites, so many of this, mm -hmm. that, and the other that deliver that kind of news. And then too, we see actors go up and down as far as their weight, mm -hmm. you know, they change for mm -hmm. roles. And I, I mean, all this time I'm sitting here waiting, like waiting for news of what role this is for, because right. you could not look at him and not see that he immediately was changing. And I thought, man, that's a drastic look he's doing. Yeah. Naturally, you and I would have been both triggered because we took, took care of people who were terminally ill. But at the same, and, and it was like, whoa, that, that hits funny. But then you think, oh, he's an actor. He's, he's an actor. For, it's yeah. got to be for a role. For a and role, you wait to yeah. hear about the role and you didn't hear about the role and you hear this. So when, and, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and go back over that, you know, that people, but people don't know. But once you know, and you go back and look at him, you're like, yeah. of course he has cancer. That's what that looks like. Right. Exactly. But like you say, your I mean, mind is able to say, oh, yeah. he's just, it's, you know, oh, he's doing a really he's good job actor. getting ready for that role. Getting you know? ready for a role. He's getting ready for, and, for a role. I watched that Clark Peters interview, like before that I went to hard. bed and I literally laid in the bed thinking about Chadwick mm -hmm. Boseman in Vietnam mm -hmm. with a you know, with a, it's, with someone who was rubbing his back, someone who was mm -hmm. rubbing his feet. Mm -hmm. I, in between I just think scenes. about the pain 
you know, the, the pain who's getting palliative care, right? That's what you call mm -hmm. that when someone mm -hmm. is dying and you're trying to give them, make them comfortable. He was getting palliative care. Mm -hmm. He took a palliative care team with him and mm -hmm. that his, that his girlfriend held his hand. Well, and, I said, that's, my thing. and I'm like, that's, I said, you hold the hand of the person that you know is dying mm -hmm. and you take every chance to hold their hand. And she was comforting him and telling him, you can do it. You know, so there was all this, this question. It's like, were people around him who knew he was sick telling him, you need to take care, you need to slow down? Not, not, his, not his girlfriend mm -hmm. slash wife. She was there. She but, was, yes, her hand. but when you think about things that were suppressed, you know, so many times we've been here before. When you think, when I, I think about uh, Sammy Davis Jr., you know. Yeah. When I think about others, you know, working, working through, you know, going mm -hmm. back and um, Gregory Hines, who yep. also, in the same manner, you know, uh, Ill, he fought fighting through illnesses and trying yep. to complete, trying to complete projects, you know. And, yep. and if you again, you see people, even again, close friends who just lost a close friend, and I, I think back of the work that they did over the last year, mm -hmm. you know not knowing if they knew, but man, right. the work that they put in, yeah. uh, get, trying to build, you know, their, yeah. their, what, would, what will be their legacy. And it will probably gonna forever come together because of how this person was so adamant mm -hmm. about, you need to know this person and you need to know that person. Y'all need to work together. Mm -hmm. Y'all always doing that. And I'm talking about my dearest friend, Clark Garrison, uh, and, and, and looking and, and how he was honored over the last week. And that wasn't even the memorial. Cause again, here, here's another memorial that has to be put on hold until yeah. a better time in, in the pandemic. But you now get what you want to do people. And then we can say this to everybody. And I, and I talked about this on my morning podcast, how to get out of bed is you want to come out on the other side, of the, uh, on the other side, better than you just want to have that. You want to, you want to come out on the other side, but you want to be on the right side. You want to be on the yeah. right side of, of history because there will come a day you don't get to have any more say. One of the reasons yeah. we are discovering these women that are unladylike, because someone had to say on suppressing their stories no longer has to say. So now exactly. we're learning about all these amazing women simply because somebody decided that their stories would not be told, that their stories were not... Can you imagine if Charlotta's story had expired and inspired more women to own media? You know, my yes. goal was to own a platform. And I'm, yep. I'm like trying to say, hey, I want to do this. And there was only one other, one other example here in Atlanta. Uh, I grew up, you know, with uh, in the shadows of the Atlanta Daily World, which was, you know, the Black-owned newspaper here in Atlanta. And you've got them all over the city. I think, you know, there's probably one or two still mm -hmm. majorly uh, I don't know what the publication statuses are, but somebody decided that we would not witness that. And uh, got a Facebook user says, when I looked at him from going out, from doing outreach work, family members and staying, uh, staying in the nursing homes, I knew something was wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of people uh, witnessed, you know, you couldn't do anything but look at him. And mm -hmm. know that there's something there, but again, you just said, "Wait, it must be for a row." There's no way mm -hmm. this young man is that. Yeah, even when we watched Black Panther this weekend, the fight scene. You yes, know, I yeah. even looked because I, I was like, "No, you know, you're looking." You're I looking was like, "Wait, he, yeah. 
Yeah. But even when the movie first came out, I was like, well, he's supposed to be, I was just like, why is he not more fit than he, than he, the Black Panther would mm -hmm. be? I was comparing him to Michael B. Jordan. And I'm like, he wasn't as fit as he could be. And I don't know that, I don't know that, because I had the question about if he was terminally ill, because, uh, you know, when you do work on film projects, you know, you got to do physicals and you got to, you know, be insured and, and all those things. I so I wonder about, about the that. insurance. Yes, yeah, I thought got, about the insurance on these projects. And so, I'm you know, Ryan Coogler said he didn't know. So, mm -hmm. so you know, anyway, which I is mean, fine. what about the guy? If you remember Fast and the Furious, remember the guy in Fast and the Furious yeah, that died yeah. in the car accident? Mm -hmm. That yeah. that damaged the franchise. You right. know, they they have to be insured so, for yeah, that. So and now people are wondering um, who how are that right. Yeah. How, the Joker guy, out. remember the guy with the, the yeah, guy that Heath played Ledger, the Joker? Yeah. yeah, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was another one. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, I, yeah. So I know you have. You said you got to. You got to run out early. When I would, I yeah, I've got about ten minutes. I'd like to. Can we wrap with um, Brandy and Monica? Because mm -hmm. I think this is really was a was a really big thing this week in <laughs> leading women, right? And I will say truth. I don't know if I was just too old for Brandy and Monica. Uh, I knew the song. I knew their song together, right? Mm -hmm. Boys Mine. I knew mm -hmm. that song. Um, you and I are mm -hmm. exact same age, right? I believe mm -hmm. in the 90s, I may have been into some alt, alt rock and grunge. So I may not have been paying okay. as close attention because I was like, okay. I didn't really, I mean, I knew, I knew Brandy as an actor. Um, I knew mm -hmm. some of the songs. I knew a little bit about Monica. So it did not hit me. And I'm not, and everything doesn't have to hit me, right? Well. But I, need to pay I need to pay attention to it, right? So I followed it on Twitter and I watched pieces of it. And yeah. the explosion of activity around this, I was mm -hmm. like, well, well, well. So give us, yeah. give us yeah. your take well, on Brandy the, and Monica. The take on, on Brandy and Monica, of course, you know, these are, two young women they came kind of after the mariah carey and the whitney mm -hmm. and so forth so they were they were always supposed to be like the next two the um, next i know they course, were like the next yeah. right me in the fact that you and i both are from atlanta you know that monica mm -hmm. is representing atlanta right it's atlanta, atlanta. Mm -hmm. Monica um, started in the music industry very young, and mm -hmm. I lived in the community where a lot of these people, a lot of these young people came out of. Where Atlanta music, it came out of a particular particular part of town in Atlanta, um, mm -hmm. notably those you know produced by Dallas Austin, um, Jermaine Dupree, and mm -hmm. so forth. Um, they, it's neighborhood. So Monica, I've known, I've known of. I won't say I've known Monica. I've mm -hmm. known, I've known. I'm known, I won't say I know Monica, but I've known uh, Monica a uh, very mm -hmm. long time. Of course, you know, I've been blogging for 20 years. So naturally, I've interviewed her a number of times and so forth and knew her as a, a 12-year-old singer. Everybody was like, whoa, this young girl mm -hmm. has this voice. You know, and Jermaine, I don't know if it was Jermaine that she came up under, but they all the all the women that came out of Atlanta, they tried to make them real grungy-like. And uh, right. she just had a very, very feminine side. So... They had a popular song, um, and the songs actually had to do with television and soundtrack, but right. they each had, you know, just they were just supposed to be the next, right. except to with the fact that they went off doing their family thing, and you know, and there was a time when women 
you know, even people today still try to figure out like who 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 is the legacy women. Uh, the women were shared in the music industry, so people have been right. waiting for these two to come back. Like, how do you have such a major hit, which is called "The Boy Is Mine," the and there was like never song, ever, man. yeah, never ever this major follow up, and so it, it's always felt like something that was supposed to happen that never happened. And so this is it. not only that. Um, during the Grammys the, the, that Whitney died, um, right before Whitney died, the two of them were, Brandy and Monica were in an interview, were given an interview. Whitney burst into the interview. Mm -hmm. And so uh, there was that moment of seeing Whitney, not at her best, but mm -hmm. having the fact of, of like giving these two young women credence, right? Right, not like passing that, the torch, right. Not only that, she passed them a note and people still want to know what was in that note, okay. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it was just, it was just epic. Um, of course, you, you've been following Versus and, and oh, yeah. Versus has just been the most amazing thing for us while we're in mm -hmm. pandemic. And I still wonder if they had this plan before the pandemic because it's mm -hmm. definitely, had, it's evolved. Um, yes. But that was one of the epics. I was actually surprised that the numbers weren't more. They did hit a million. They did surpass the yep. million, but I was looking for it to well, do a little bit more. People felt like they were holding back. I haven't looked, I haven't looked at the final numbers, but they said mm -hmm. there was a million on Instagram, but Versus mm -hmm. now has its own app. There's the YouTube audience, right? Mm -hmm. So there is an, there's speculation that there may have been at least another million on the Versus app, on the Versus right? app. Okay. So, so the million may actually be 2 million plus, right? So mm -hmm. I, I, I want to go back and see. I'm sure there's reporting on that. But that yeah. that that this is the, the biggest one yet, right? That the mm -hmm. second biggest one was Jill Scott and Erica Badu, right? So let's let's look at where... These with the women numbers are coming from mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and when you look at and i thought following the, the the discourse around that around that around their interaction in that performance mm -hmm. if you want to know who's driving culture black women drive culture because the and we, degree, and we know this yeah the degree to which there was engagement on this, you know, and there was the, you know, the ones that, that like, I was brand, I was team Brandy, mm -hmm. I was team Monica. Well, you know, the, the uh, problem was that. I was a Brandy became Monica, I was a Monica who became Brandy. That, but I just thought the attachment, the fan base of mm -hmm. these women, oh, a bug just flew in my face, that then just disappeared. I mean, do you, like you say, they were well, on that's a, the, a trajectory. That's the problem. And then it's, it's always like, after the fact. Yeah. It's, it's when it, when it's black women. It's always after the fact. It's nothing really up front. You know, they didn't like really truly lay out the red carpet for black. And this comes back to Charlotta, yeah. right? Right. Like we have two I for for black women, these are two young iconic yes. women who have reached icon status without having to be 60, without having to be 80, mm -hmm. you know, icon status. And we don't get to witness again. Yeah, we didn't get to like the red carpet. It was it was awesome. It was amazing. They were at on a soundstage at Tyler mm -hmm. Perry Studios, but mm -hmm. still, you felt like something was being held back. They kept mm -hmm. taunting a tour. There wasn't like okay, now go buy the tickets to the tour. It's always mm -hmm. something has to the loose mm -hmm. ends have to be tied after the fact. Where when we talk, we continue to talk about black women being the culture, setting the trends. 
you know, they didn't go in there with a 900. Right now, the deal, the, the big number is 900. Everybody can get, anybody can get $900 million. Yeah. Okay. Everybody's getting $900 million for any and everything except for black women. Why did That's they it. walk? Why did they end this concert? Exit stage left, catches at the tour. Where's the tour? Why, right. why don't we already have tour dates? Now they've got to go and take this and try and leverage it after the fact. That's what we're saying. The problem for and women is continuously over and over again, nothing ahead of time, nothing up front. I didn't, you didn't see them. Uh, you, it wasn't interrupted with, you know, Brandy's commercials. You didn't uh -huh. see Monica's. They talked about having new songs. They talked yeah, about right. having producers. They're, they're, they're heavily produced. Somebody's yeah. writing all their songs. That was, you know, there's a lot of takeaways from this. And yet, look how much conversation it garnered before, but yet and still, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not turning on my television today and seeing a bunch of Brandy commercials yep. of her pitching all kind of products, mm -hmm. Monica pitching, mm -hmm. you know, even, even in one of the, one of the slides, everybody said Brandy was being real slick. Monica was uh, Fendi head to toe. Yeah. Brandy made a comment. I hope Fendi cut a check. Yep. <laughs> and again, it's embarrassing. That was embarrassing. That was the wrong thing. That, that's, that's not how, that's, that's embarrassing. Right. That right. was calling the girl out. Like you came up in here and all that Fendi. I hope they, you know, mm -hmm. hope more than just right. gave you that. You know, I hope you didn't have to buy that. You know, right? But that's a, again why wasn't there? Why wasn't there wardrobe changes? She's they took not a two wrong. minute break. She's not. No, wrong. she's not. Fendi should have paid for that. There should have. You're right. They should have had wardrobe changes and sponsored by you know various. Design. I mean, the because of the age of the women watching this, right? So you've got millennial women and Gen and and and, and Gen X women who mm -hmm. these were style icons. These were icons to them in the day who would absolutely get back into it, right? Because the first mm -hmm. one of the earliest things I said was, "Well, look, we still got Cali Girl versus Atlanta Girl, mm -hmm. right?" Right. And both of those are, are brands. There's there's everything around them has a brand that could tie into that. And so and this is this is I thought brands I thought, that I they really don't think, own brands really that they don't own that they somehow, don't leverage. Right. They didn't that, that, monetize. Right. None of that. And, no. And so the thing that I go back to and this is across the board for for women and girls, the things that women and girls find important are De devalued right and so mm -hmm. it's like so then you you throw you know black women on top of that right so here you have these two girls that again were were icons of an age right but somehow mm -hmm. like that's like that's not going to be significant to a to a to women now who are not right. girls who are grown right. women with their own money right with mm -hmm. money to mm -hmm. spend on tours music clothes mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. programs right and i felt like i felt like with this the same with jill scott and erica badu that it somehow there was like it was a surprise well surprise brandy and monica got a lot of attention and i'm like look After even the i know yeah. how big brandy was right and monica in atlanta right but i was like moesha has just you know, now you can watch Moesha on, was it Netflix? I'm like, Hello? Brandy is in the zeitgeist. Hello? I'm like, why in the world am I? It's a why in the world? I mean, like people, like I'm already seeing people showing clips from, 
from you know from from Moesha. You had something from Thea. I was like, oh my god, I'd forgotten that show even existed. Honey, Thea, Thea came out. Thea was Thea like, was hey, like Thea was like uh, she, she was on my team. Monica Brandy was on my show first, and Brandy and her mama are rude and disrespectful. She got her, she got her stuff out. Well, there was I but, remember but, like yeah, like that you said. You know, it like it was like it had to be. It was a surprise. Instead yeah, of like, like instead it's, of like the real free thought, fourth thought, but who witnessed I mean, it? That's the important I part. Knew, who how do it? I know? Like, who? yeah, no, I mean, I follow verses for sure, mm -hmm. but how did I know Brandy and Monica were coming? Because for days and days and days, my timeline was filled with women saying, "I can mm -hmm. hardly wait," and they had the shoes. They all the pictures the, of the shoes. The I'm aware the though. shoes I wore. Yeah, but here's the question: because industry, you know, will tell, will industry will bank on that surprise. They will continue because when somebody else goes in and say that that is achievable, because you gotta mm -hmm. you gotta understand that versus is out there probably every day going to people and saying that yes. this is achievable, but nobody is believing it. You know, yep. nobody is believing it, and 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 that's that's the number one problem. But who's witnessing this, and mm -hmm. who did it open doors for? What doors did this open right. twice? Now you've seen yep. women take over verses twice. Yep. And yep. if Lord, if they put Beyonce on there, they put Missy on Indeed. there. If they go, even Fantasia, I think somebody's talking Fantasia yeah. and J Hud, and J Hud has the Rita Franklin oh movie God. coming That'd out. That'd be amazing, yeah. Again, but but again, will we have to deal with after fact? What can black women and what can women get up front? Who's exactly. going to witness it? How do we prove? Who's going to witness it? We here we are to, today learning about Charlotta Bass, okay, yeah. and 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 she ran for vice president, mm -hmm. okay. And here you have you have Kamala, you had Keisha, you had all these women trying to prove something that somebody has already. You oh you got, I'm sorry, I know y'all did that a century ago, but you've got to prove it again. Yeah, yeah, you know, well, and, and and if they if they don't leverage it right. The next two women will have to prove it all over Absolutely. again. Absolutely. And I really feel like that even Brandy and Monica didn't know what that, what their fan base was. Mm -mm. I really felt like that what I saw, cause I, and I, I, did, I popped in and out, right. Was mm -hmm. that they both were nervous. Right. And so some of the things yeah. that people were saying that was shady or whatever, I'm like, they were nervous. And I'm like, these are they women were nervous because there's still stage. there's still no pattern for it. There's still no there, pattern. Saw, yeah, I'm you like, know? but I think I said I think that there had to be a fear for them that nobody would watch, and it turns I out think, that they were I the think most it was, watched. Well, no, I don't think a fear of of what watching. I think there was a lot of handling, and and I, and, and mind you, yeah. as a blogger, I've been around the handlers. Yeah, I think it was a lot of handling. Like, okay, don't sing too much. Uh, don't right. say this. Don't. It was a routine to me because they because I one thing like I said I know Monica. Right. I've seen Monica give two hundred percent at an appearance. Okay. Yes. She's gonna. She's just gonna bring it. And I felt like there was a lot of okay. Hold hold this back. Don't do this. Don't do that. I thought I thought they would just handle a lot well, as and, opposed and, to just really going in yeah. and enjoying that moment. Just enjoying it. Just exactly. enjoying the moment and creating. Right. Creating. Uh, and, and raising the bar. If they, if the two of moment. them had actually, if they had actually sung those songs, yes, you'd have a sellout tour. You'd have, well, you would have sold out of whatever, whatever tour 
But I think and there was a little bit of missed moment in that, did, in that they didn't perform as much as they could have. And did you see the little clip afterward, right? Which is after, and they're off to the side. Mm-hmm. And Monica then, their song, she's just getting into whatever was playing. And I'm like, they didn't, you're, you know, they didn't let her do that. And Brandy talked yeah. about media training yeah. and media and so forth. And so I'm like, Too yeah, much. They, they told yeah. Monica, yeah. keep it down. When really everybody's like, we want to see that, and it's and again this the authenticity of yeah. performers and and, and but but and in this an moment, in window, this moment. right? Mm-hmm. And I thought it was an interesting window into their experiences as young women that they were being put into boxes, right? And so Brandy was put in yeah. such a box that she had to secretly hide that she had a baby, right? So I mean, this is this you know, it's like you got to be. And in she, this was box, still, you she was still she was still doing she was still doing too much of that during this night. And I think that well, that was the take. It's like, but she's show business. You know what I'm is. saying? She is. I mean, that's it's too, it's it's acting too much. And, it's, yeah. it's show business. Yeah. 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 And, and so, you know, yeah. like I say, I don't know what Monica was told, but she was told something too. Instead of saying, just go and be yourselves. Because Monica is, Monica is, a, Monica is a down to earth hood girl. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I, that's, that was the thing that people said. Right. And it's like, that, that she, it, seemed, but she, She's the kind of person, no matter what the environment is, she's going to fit in because she's good. Mm-hmm. She's kind hearted. But, yeah. you know, she has a streak. You know, she has a streak only because we, we're we from the South and you need a streak. All right. I know you got to get out of here. Yeah, guys. I do. I got um, I got to get out of here a little early. So I'm going to I'm going to do one shameless plug. Um, Please. And there is there is. And you guys, let me tell you, uh, support this show. You support the soap. You support the show. And um, got a new um, addition, two new additions to the sub collection. So we are brought to you and presented to you by uh, Dryer Buzz Handmade um, Body Soaps. And we've got our new unscented here. This one is an apple apricot. And this one here is called Perfection uh, by Special Request. It's a Perfection. And then we've got our new mocha bar that's in. These two will be coming out in the fall, October. It smells like the holidays up in here because there is the, this is your first sign of pumpkin. So mm-hmm. that has a little bit of pumpkin in that. And then, of course, our most popular bar here is our Sea Breeze. That is in so many households right now. I just made a new batch of that that's going out as well. So um, on Tuesdays, we have our 2 for 12. Uh, but you can come back if you missed that sale. You can catch our $5 Fridays. Yeah. Make sure you definitely uh, stock up on $5 Fridays. Angela and I will come to you next Wednesday. Don't look for us on Sundays. I know you guys were asking me about Sundays. Uh, we have given Sundays back over to our families, and we are uh, in on Wednesdays at 1.30 uh, once a month. And not today, because we hadn't even discussed it. We talked no, about No, I realized that. I, I, like, literally, I... I was like, just, oh no! <laughs> so right. maybe next uh, week. We we wanted we want to do at least uh, one prime time show a month. So just kind of you know just come to you guys in the evening time. So we'll 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 plan that out. Like I said, lots uh, lots going on. Um, keep in mind that we are going through you know morning. We yeah. we need a national day of morning because we um, there's so much going on. Think about your neighbors think about your families think about your friends as much as you think about celebrities but i know you can't get away from the celebrity news uh, but think about the fact of what have you witnessed when was the last time so and so called um dropped a message posted online you know i saw a friend posted online saying they've been gone like a year 
you know, and I'm like, mm. whoa, what? And, and, and people are going through all kinds of things. Um, this was live in a couple of places. If we didn't catch your comments, we'll go and check out those comments and uh, we'll catch you guys back next week. Angela, any words of wisdom for our women before we get out of here? I'm just going to say, you know, we see you, we hear you, we're with you and you matter to us. So there you go. Take that message wherever you go. I think that that's what we can do as leading women. All right, guys. Until next week, keep leading. Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz.